What's going on guys, it's Dan here, and are you someone that just can't seem to get enough insanity in your life? Well, I have some great news for you. If you tune into the Button Pusher Podcast, you'll get plenty of that and more. Give it a listen. The Button Pusher Podcast with Daniel Leslie. Check it out on Spotify. Season 4, episode 44. Yes, it's all fours and it's all stupid for this midweek bonus episode. Indeed. Oh. And, uh, by the way, if you happen to hear that little, um, ad for the Button Pusher podcast, if you want to find it, the link is in the show notes. All the stories that you're going to hear in this podcast are true. None of the names have been changed because we've all done something stupid. Saint Eric Lane, and welcome to the midweek bonus episode of My Stupid World. Just remember, if you see something stupid, say something stupid. And if you like the podcast, make sure you rate and review it, because I get five-star stupidity for you. So give it a five-star rating, and maybe even write a review of the podcast. I just might read it in an upcoming episode. I tell you, we are just awash in stupidity this week. I'm telling you. And if I didn't see it with my own eyes, I wouldn't have even believed such a thing even existed. But police are hunting thieves who stole gold-covered sex toys. Yeah, worth more than 18000 bucks each from a factory in Spain. Oh, as well as the 24 karat gold vibrators. The masked men made off with nearly $27,000 in cash from a safe after plunging the area into darkness by cutting electricity cables before they broke in. The intruders struck just about around 11.30 at night at an industrial estate in Carmona near Seville. The um, premises targeted belonged to erotic items wholesaler Dream Love. Local reports say seven gold and steel vibrators were taken in all. With the more expensive sex toys valued at up to $18,000 and the ones made with the cheaper material up to 3200 bucks. My question is, does it do a better job if it's gold-plated? The intruders have said to have used the same modus operandi employed in Another two previous break-ins in the area. A spokesperson for the firm that was targeted told the local media it'd be difficult to sell them on the black market because, well, they are rare and, well, pretty easily identifiable products. Now, in 2020, police on the Costa Blanca arrested a woman that stole a box containing 40 sex toys from a shop. And video footage released by cops showed the suspect walking through an open door making off with a box of Satisfier G-Spot stimulators. Apparently, that's a hot commodity over there in Spain, huh? But gold-plated? Really? Jeez, I hope they don't have any diamond-encrusted vibrators. Oh, well, this seems like one of those technologies that's um, totally 
unnecessary, but would actually be pretty convenient if it went mainstream and was affordable. Scientists from the Penn State University have created a smart diaper with built-in sensors that's able to send parents a push notification on their smartphone when their child's diaper needs changing. Yes, this is what your child is studying at the Pennsylvania State University. Oh, and not only this, it can also provide a level of dirtiness. Maybe like what? Eh, there's a little tinkle too. Holy crap, you're going to need gloves for this one. <laughs> the smart diapers are made of paper. They include sodium chloride, that's uh, salt by the way, graphite, a circuit board, and a tiny lithium battery. Once it gets wet, the graphite reacts with the liquid and the sodium chloride, and as it's absorbed by the paper, electrons will send off a sensor. There's actually a commercial from Smarty Diaper that sends a notification to your phone when the diaper's wet. Smarty, a connected smart brief connecting real-time health information and sharing it instantaneously with caregivers and family members. It can alert the staff when a patient's brief or diaper is wet or soiled. Monitor for abnormal body movement, abnormalities in the urine, temperature changes, and more. The Bluetooth-enabled Smarty Puck attaches to a disposable adult brief or diaper with built-in sensors that detect conditions and provides alerts instantaneously. Obviously, the diapers are still in development stage. It's going to be really unclear when they're going to be available. And more importantly, how much are they going to cost? So for now, I guess you'll just have to stick to checking the diaper yourself the old-fashioned way. Yeah, you're going to send your kid to Penn State and pay his tuition so he can make a smart diaper for your grandchild. Wow. Well, the Super Bowl has got people talking about this again. Should the Monday after the big game be a national holiday? The idea is everyone's tired, they're hungover. Millions of Americans will call in sick anyway, so why not lean into it, huh? Studies have found it's one of the most unproductive workdays of the year. Some of the areas of the country have already taken matters into their own hands. There's a New Jersey school district near Philadelphia, and they're starting classes two hours late to let the Eagles fans sleep in. The superintendent sent a text to parents. He writes, we feel that it's important to give students and staff the opportunity to enjoy the game with their families and still attend school and work the next day safely and well-rested. <laughs> Meanwhile, two politicians in Tennessee just introduced a bill to make it a state holiday instead of Columbus Day. They later charged. Uh, they later changed their course. Now they will say, well, look, we'll keep Columbus Day and just add Super Bowl Monday. Actually, here's some opinions from the people around Nashville, Tennessee, all weighing in on this idea. Most of the people are either hungover or they just don't want to come to work because the Super Bowl runs way into late hours. I think it'd be great. Yeah. Well, I would participate in any day off. Why do we keep coming up with holidays? It almost seems like a backdoor way to cancel a real holiday. It's not still yet clear what the chances of the passing are. But there has been talk about this idea for like a decade. Somebody actually launched a petition in 2013 to get the White House to weigh in. Back then, though, Obama had a policy to respond to any petition with at least 100,000 signatures. But the Super Bowl fell one signature short, and Biden nixed the petition policy in 2021. Wow. Well, you ever had somebody to try to turn you on to a 
brilliant money-saving hack only to try it and think, eh, this is not worth it at all. There's a forum where people are talking about the frugal things that did not work for them. Yeah, some great money-saving tips. Well, here's a few, and I think most of them are pretty stupid. Making your own laundry detergent. Oh, it's worth it only to make it, and if you're making it in large quantities, but then you got to store it somewhere. One person says you got to buy it. You know, be careful though; they only use the correct amount, so it lasts longer. Now, not for me. Or maybe buying in bulk, especially if you don't have a big family. I guess it's fine for shelf-stable or frozen items, but you end up throwing any of it out because it's not worth the savings, you know. And then there's the couponing. Yeah, my wife does that a lot. It just takes so much time. Most stores already advertise deals or loyalty promotions without a coupon requirement. Some people also mentioned going to multiple grocery stores for the cheapest price on items, and yeah, my wife does that too. It's kind of a waste of time for me. Or how about lowering the thermostat? I'll keep it as low as you can, but I'm not going to freeze my butt off all winter long. It impacts my mood, motivation, and productivity. Or how about holding on to unnecessary stuff to potentially reuse later? Look, don't be a hoarder, okay? Just sell it, donate it, trash it. The clutter is not worth the headache. Really, you'll never use it, trust me. Or capturing water from the shower and the sink to use for other things. Oh, yeah. Like, if you're going to do it to conserve it because you're in a drought area, well, that's fine. But to save on the water bill? Nah, not worth the hassle. Any kind of cheap toilet paper or paper towels? Forget it. Not worth it. Or the DIY projects, you know? The ones that you'd need to have a be have a licensed professional professional to come in and do it for somebody else, you know, like haircuts, plumbing, tree removal, most major home repairs. No, the DIY projects ain't happening with me because I would need to call in a licensed professional to correct the crap that I messed up. Or reusing Ziploc bags. Yeah, one person said, "Nope." Yeah, I know. I know people use these Ziploc bags, then wipe them down and use them again. Afraid not. Of course, the big thing that you probably should just skimp on when it comes to trying to have some money-saving tips is flying Spirit Airlines. Yeah, definitely not. (laughs) Well, here's a life hack. Know what your time is worth. Spending a whole weekend on something that somebody else can do better and faster for a fair price, it's not a bad thing. It's called spending smarter. See, I tend to do stuff like that, as opposed to my mother-in-law who gets me this 47-pound hardback Reader's Digest book on do-it-yourself projects, which the only thing that thing is good for is a doorstop. Well, giving somebody the finger happens a lot in New Jersey. It's the state flag, by the way. It's more offensive here, I guess, than it is in Italy, and I guess... They don't really do it much in Vatican City either. The Pope's official Twitter account, though, posted and then very quickly deleted a tweet praising the middle finger. (laughs) Yeah, but it was all very innocent, though. Okay, he wasn't really telling Catholics to flip each other off more often. The whole thing started with a speech that he gave in the Congo where he was talking about how the five digits on your hand represent five essential things in life. For example, you know, your thumb represents prayer, your pinky means service, and whoever runs his Twitter account summarized each one online but eventually yanked the post down when people started having fun 
with the one about your middle finger, that post said that it represents honesty because it's higher than your other fingers, see? So I guess in the comments, people were promising to flip people off more. The best response came from somebody in New York. He says, I'm doing the Lord's work driving on the Belt Parkway this morning. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if that's the case, people from New Jersey are the most honest people in the entire world. Well, I got the weirdest story of the week right here, though. This I even heard this even on Fox News here this week. A 35-year-old guy in Oregon got himself arrested after he left a dead fish outside the house from the movie The Goonies. Then he steals a boat and had to be rescued by the Coast Guard. <laughs> the guy's name is Jericho Labante. And here's the best part. He's Canadian. He went to the Goonies house in Astoria, Oregon. You know, the one Sean Astin's character Mikey lived in. And the security camera caught him leaving a dead fish on the porch for some reason. He also posted his own video of it on Facebook and eventually came back to get the fish and then cut to two days later. The Coast Guard was training nearby when they got a mayday call from a boat caught in some rough seas. So a helicopter shows up to rescue the person and it was the same guy. It turned out the boat was even stolen. I mean, it's amazing he survived because there's crazy footage of him about to jump in the water when there's a huge wave capsizing the boat. Actually, here's uh, the homeowner, uh, Berman Zakari, and the Astoria police chief, Stacy Kelly, talking about this string of crimes and the rescue. One of my buddies was like, dude, you will not believe what just happened. Like, check this out. But he pulls out this gigantic fish and just places it. You know, being from Kansas City, like, you got to wonder, you know, is the guy sending a message that I'm going to be sleeping with the fishes or something, you know? Connections were being made that it was the same person and that he was at the hospital. And by the time we got involved, he'd been released from the hospital. The Coast Guard did manage to save him, though, miraculously. Yep, your tax dollars at work, folks. <laughs> well, elderly suburban high school cafeteria workers might seem perfectly harmless, right? But some are capable of some high-stakes avian thievery. Take, for instance, the 66-year-old Vera Liddell. She was the food service director at a school district in Illinois, but she got herself arrested for stealing one and a half million dollars worth of chicken wings. Yep, she'd been there for at least a decade. During the pandemic, she started over-ordering chicken picking it up herself in the district cargo van. And the extra chicken was never brought back to the school. And over the past couple of years, she stole a lot of chicken. Ended up being caught because she overlooked one small thing. She was ordering massive amount of chicken wings, but the school never served wings to the students because they contained bones. It's unclear what Vera was actually doing with all those chicken wings. Oh, she's currently being held on $150,000 bond. And as far as I can tell, she did not have a food truck out in front called Vera's Illicit Chicken, by the way. Chicken wing embezzlement. Man, it's not something I hear every day. Clearly, this woman marches to the beat of her own drumstick. Mm. Truly a crazy story.
I mean, this has got to be the worst thing to happen involving chicken wings since the creation of Buffalo Wild Wings. You know, <laughs> perfect crime, though. Like nobody would ever notice 11,000 cases of chicken wings. Although it is kind of refreshing, though, to hear about a school worker whose crime does not involve sex with a student. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I guess if um, somebody went to hell right now, what kind of music would you expect to be hearing on the PA system down there? Huh? Donnie and Marie, maybe? Buster Poindexter? Friday by Rebecca Black? Well, I've got some good news, heathens. Satan likes the good stuff according to a TikTok pastor named Gerald Johnson. He says he's been to hell, and he's heard what's on the devil's Spotify list, and it's pretty much all the stuff that was inspired by drugs. Yes, when artists use drugs, such as the devil's lettuce, to craft their lyrics, they're actually getting, quote, illegal access to the spirit realm. And once that portal is open... Demons are able to reach through and give them artists lyrics to help them control the people of Earth. That's also probably why the songs these days has so many co-writers. <laughs> I guess so when you get to the bad place, you're hearing those songs, but not by the original artists. Now, they're being sung by demons, and it's supposedly not very enjoyable. According to this uh, pastor, and I put that word in quotes, he says, on Earth... Music is to get over a breakup. Don't worry, be happy. I bust the windows out of your car or under my umbrella, whatever. But in hell, every lyric to every song is to torment you as to the fact that you didn't worship God through music when you were on the earth. You had a chance to worship him in church and at home and through the music, but you chose to worship Satan by repeating the lyrics that he inspired to come into the earth. Oh, okay. I don't know, man. He just referenced Bobby McFerrin's Don't Worry, Be Happy and Jasmine Sullivan's Bust Your Windows and Rihanna's Umbrella. Doesn't sound like such an awful playlist, really, when you think about it. Of course, now if you add every song that was ever written under the influence of drugs, I guess maybe to some people, hell might sound like it is a pretty rocking place. <laughs> oh, well, I need to check out this TikTok pastor. Sounds about as brilliant as some of those TikTok challenges that are out there. Well, okay, um, this happens, I'm sure, from time to time. Maybe you know, or maybe you've been a victim of somebody, of, of the situation. You've been in a row over a parking spat. Maybe you know how heated some of these arguments can get. But one driver was so savagely insulted that his ex decided to swoop to his aid. The driver returns to his car and finds a cruel note complaining that he had parked, quote, too close to the other vehicle. And instead of just leaving the complaint there, the note also mocked him for having a, quote, three-inch penis. An unsuspecting Ned Clark comes back from a day out to find a handwritten note on his windshield, which branded him a, well, uh, an A-blank, claiming that his D size was three inches. The 39-year-old claims he wasn't surprised as the miserable San Francisco local was probably looking for someone to vent at and insist that they had plenty of room to park. The note reads, nice parking job, a-hole. 
How about leaving more than three inches to move? I know you think that's huge, but your D size is smaller than you think. Happy New Year. The YouTube content creator posted the scathing letter on social media and uh, claims an ex-girlfriend got in touch to kindly reassure him it's definitely not small. And Ned, originally from Nevada, he says, whenever I saw the note, I was like, oh, California people. People in San Francisco aren't exactly known for being the nicest people. I think this person had had a bad day. A lot of people have had a bad existence here. I wasn't surprised. Things like the note are usually a relief of somebody's frustration of their own life, and they can finally find a person to vent at. So I'm glad I provided them that opportunity. One ex-girlfriend mentioned that the comment about my penis size wasn't true. She sent me a direct message. Ned claims he had checked the space, the car in front of him, and had noted that he could have moved a plastic barrier to make more room. He also complained his hometown of San Francisco had seen a culture change, and the locals were kind of mean now. That's what Ned says. He goes on to say, San Francisco is notorious because there's nowhere to park. It's very expensive and difficult to park, and apparently so because you get some well-crafted insults written on notes placed on your windshield. <coughs> my question is, how would you know a lot of my measurements anyway, huh? Well, this would definitely put a little damper on your Thanksgiving dinner. There's an old video from 2021 that's circulating on TikTok right now. It shows um, Amazon's Alexa predicting the start of World War III, and it's this year. I hate to spoil your party, the guy asks when it's going to start, and, well, she says it will begin at exactly 6.05 p.m. on November 23rd when Russia bombs Germany. World War III starts on November 23rd, 2023 at 6.05 p.m. when Russia launches an attack against Germany. Now, November 23rd is Thanksgiving Day this year, which feels like World War III, I'm sure, for a lot of families. But will we all really be hiding under a bunker together? Well, the answer is almost definitely no. We'll all be fine. It turns out the original version of that video came from a guy who does this a lot with Alexa using a feature called Skill Blueprints. It's, uh, that's when you can set up custom responses to specific questions. He's also done videos where Alexa predicts that Rock will be elected president in 2028 and that Miami will be completely destroyed by a hurricane in 2025. So... Relax. Besides, if you really need to know, just ask her yourself. You can really get up close and personal by interacting with the podcast and get the real-time updates and a little of the uh, articles from the stupid stories that you hear when you join Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World Telegram channel. I'll be posting links to the stories that I read here on the episodes. You are able to read the actual articles, see the pictures, look at the videos, make comments about what you have actually seen or read or even heard about, and even share some of your own stupid stories with um, everybody in the community. 
Visit t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. And you get a preview of the channel, and there's also an opportunity to just download the, the Telegram Messenger right there from the preview channel right to your device, desktop or mobile, for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And also you can interact with me as well on social media. Follow me at insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E on Facebook or Twitter or visit the website at insaneericlane.com. And now, from the news desk of Insane Eric Lane, it's the Week in Review. Major airlines have been altering their uniform policies for pilots and flight attendants, with many now allowing employees to choose between women's or men's uniform regardless of their biological gender. The policies might be changing, but these days nothing changes more than your departure time. JetBlue, Alaska Airlines, Virgin Atlantic, British Airways, and Delta have all made changes to their dress code policies in recent years. And on Spirit Airlines, you don't even need to wear clothing. Uh, The Tennessee cop fired for having sex with multiple officers while on duty told investigators she cracked while going through a difficult divorce. And basically, I'd say based on the activity, heavy emphasis on the crack part. When confronted by an internal investigator, 26-year-old Megan Hall came clean about the sordid affair and explained how things spiraled out of control. It's always wild, though, you know, when a police officer exchanges their regular handcuffs for the pink fuzzy ones. A new study says chimpanzee teens may not be so different from the ones living in our homes. Parents, the teen boys agree, mainly because of the smell that comes out of the bedrooms. The study says that like young humans, teen chimps uh, experience rapid hormone changes, new social bonds, increased aggression, and competition for social status. And just like teen boys, they also spend a lot of time playing with their banana. Sending a message loud and clear, the Wisconsin public address announcer tells fans to shut up after they criticized officials at the end of a high school basketball game. He reminded them that if they want to see truly awful officiating, they should just turn on an NFL game. Dropping an F-bomb at work is no longer shocking in Britain, a judge has ruled. And by F-bomb, I definitely think he means flossing. His comments came as he presided over a case about an account manager who complained to a boss swore during a tense meeting. The judge then went on to say, quit being such a effing tattletale weasel. Nickelodeon has announced the nominees for their 2023 Kids' Choice Awards, and this will probably get more viewership than the Oscars, so at least 15 to 20 people. Stranger Things leads the pack with six nominations, which is nice because unlike most of the stuff nominated for the Oscars, we've actually heard of this show. Pamela Anderson was ever the blonde bombshell at the glitzy Los Angeles premiere of her tell-all Netflix Netflix documentary, Pamela, A Love Story. Pam looked so good that some people had to use tissues to wipe away tears of joy, of course. Chiefs wide receiver Marquez Valdez-Scantling tweeted asking if he could watch Rihanna's Super Bowl 57 halftime show. I guess he has to be reminded that he needs to work, 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 work. Yeah, you can't blame him for wanting to see Rihanna and for wanting to listen to her music, too, I guess. 
The FBI visited President Biden's Delaware home searching for classified documents after documents were found at his other Delaware property. And unlike uh, when they busted Trump's door in, they didn't raid his wife's underwear drawer. According to a new study, job seekers have a better chance of landing a job if they run their resumes through the artificial intelligence service first. But knowing AI these days, it'll just wind up taking your job. I don't know. Sounds like you could get screwed. And I'm not even referring to those AI sex robots. A new survey found that Americans living paycheck to paycheck increased over the last year. Even worse news, those paychecks are mostly stolen at gunpoint from other people. You know, the economy is so bad when the Statue of Liberty is starting an OnlyFans account. A woman in Maryland accidentally shot herself while attempting to shoot a squirrel that was in her chicken coop. Now she's being referred to as a dumb mother clucker. The police arrived on the scene and located the victim with a wound to her foot. Things are really bad when someone yells, you really shot yourself in the foot, and they mean it literally. A UK man flying to Ibiza, or Ibiza to nurse a recent breakup from his girlfriend was barred from boarding his flight after a drunkenly assaulted airline staff. It's kind of odd for Americans because here you get hammered and still fly or be a Spirit Airlines pilot. When two airline employees told him he was too drunk to board the plane, Windsor pushed passenger service assistant Roy Franklin. But I'm happy to report that the altercation did not result in the British worker losing any of his yellow teeth. Pamela Anderson says that Tommy Lee's current wife will find her memoir annoying. So it's the first time the rest of America can relate to Tommy Lee's current wife. Anderson writes in her book that she knew very little about the Motley Crue drummer, including his last name and where he lived when they eloped to Mexico in 1995. Now, essentially, Pam's telling us she took marriage about as seriously as her acting career. Pete Davidson debuted his new shaved hairdo on a basketball at a basketball game. and Well, not really important, but it is nice that people are talking about his other head for a change. The Broncos and New Orleans Saints agreed to a deal to make Sean Payton Denver's next head coach. The fans can't wait to see the team improve from 5 to five and 12 to 7 and 10. The sources told Robinson, the Broncos will send the Saints a first-round draft pick in 2023 and a second-round selection in 2024 for the rights to hire Payton. <laughs> Jeez, the Broncos give out as many draft picks as the Rams, but they don't win anything. Punxsutawney Phil saw his shadow and predicted six more weeks of winter, and now people are so mad they're wishing this little rodent was six feet under. Phil had predicted winter more than 100 times, according to the records that date back to 1887, so now he's being invited to the White House for a lecture on climate change. A new survey finds that the majority of Gen Zers and millennials claim they're suffering from burnout because of all the adult responsibilities they now have on their plates. Now, you might think sound, this sounds a little dramatic, but it's not easy to maintain the appearance of your parents' basement. Nearly one in five Gen Z respondents admit they don't even know how to write out a check, which would really be only an issue if they had any money in their bank accounts. A Georgia school bus driver turned herself into authorities after a physical confrontation with parents at a busy intersection. Of course, it's never good when the bus driver goes from making a right turn to throwing a right hook. Shame on the parents, too. They, they know that it's only acceptable to get into a physical fights at their children's basketball games. 
Los Angeles Lakers ticket prices are skyrocketing as LeBron James nears Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's scoring record, but still no player scored more than Wilt Chamberlain. The lowest ticket price for the game against the Thunder was 326 bucks. Now, that's an absurd number, but people that live in L.A. are used to getting ripped off. During an episode of Today with Hoda and Jenna, Jenna Bush Hager said she was packing zero pairs of underwear for her three-day trip to Quebec City. And needless to say, she's going to frighten the French even more than an armed conflict. She apparently admitted to always going commando. But you can't blame her because she really just uh, is embracing that last name, uh, Bush. The U.S. military shot down that suspected Chinese surveillance balloon that had been transiting across the country for several days. You can chalk this up as a big win for Joe Biden because he finally took on inflation. (laughs) Thank goodness that this thing was taken down. I mean, after all, the only balloons made in China that Americans want to see are the ones that they pick up from Party City. A new British study claims drivers of Mini Coopers have bigger IQs than everybody else on the road. But based on the size of their cars, that's the only thing that's bigger. Land Rover, Fiat, and BMW drivers were found to have lower average IQ scores. And don't even get me started on smaller dong sizes. A new study suggests that attractive people are less likely to keep wearing face masks in the post-COVID era... And conversely, people more likely to keep wearing face masks have blue hair and three chins. Researchers concluded that young and middle-aged Americans who view themselves as attractive, believing or they believe wearing a mask hinders the opportunities to deliver a favorable impression to others, which uh, translates to they want to hook up with the other hotties and just catch STDs instead. A growing number of lawmakers, business leaders, and academics are pushing for the U.S. to embrace a four-day work week, which these people already do, but they're just tired of pretending to work five days a week. Now, Maryland state lawmakers recently introduced a bill that would incentivize companies to switch to the four-day work week, allowing employees to work 32 hours instead of 40 hours without losing any pay or benefits. Yeah, work less, get paid the same. It's truly the government way, yeah. Sean Payton's contract to become the head coach of the Denver Broncos is now a done deal. May God help him because Russell Wilson sure isn't going to. Payton has only officially signed a five-year contract to coach the Broncos, which is going to take at least 10 years off of his life. And finally, the NBA has handed down suspensions for the Timberwolves guard Austin Rivers, Magic Center Mo Bamba, and Magic guard Jalen Suggs following this on-court altercation. <laughs> but fans of both teams were just happy to see them showing any type of fight on the court. You know, everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would like to hear about it, okay? If you've maybe got a great stupid story from your stupid world, maybe you just want to respond to one of mine. I'd like to hear about it. Let me hear from you. You can contact me easily just by email at shoutout at insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, or if you got a question or a comment about something that you've heard on the podcast or something that Pancho Guerro has said on the podcast, or maybe you just want to tell me of some firsthand experience of some stupidity you've encountered, 
well, let me know. I want to hear from you. I might uh, even use your comments on an upcoming episode. So record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com. And uh, give me your feedback, okay? Um, And by the way, if you haven't done so already, and I just can't imagine why you haven't already, follow me on social media. You can look me up on Facebook or Twitter by searching out the handle Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. Underneath this genius, I'm simply a human. It's like a caveman thing or something. And now this week's Genius Award. And in this week's Genius Awards, a Cutler Bay, Florida man is accused of biting the head off a woman's pet snake during a domestic dispute. According to the Miami-Dade police, officers were sent to the Saga Bay apartment complex to check out reports of a couple of arguing. When they arrived, they could hear the fight between a man and a woman going on inside number 108. They knocked on the door several times, made loud verbal commands to open the door, The fight continued as the door remained closed, and at one point, the officers heard the woman scream, Kick it in! When they forced their way in, they saw a woman about two feet from the door, and the person she was fighting with identified as 32-year-old Kevin Mayorga, running behind the door to close it. One of the officers used his taser on Mayorga to no effect. He was then removed from the apartment. Police said he was actively resisting and at one point striking an officer in the face with his arm, which had a handcuff on it, causing an abrasion on the officer's face. Police said Mayorga continued to resist as he was taken to the ground and placed in leg restraints. It was at that point the woman told the officers that he had bitten the head off of her pet ball python. The dead snake was found next to the door with its head detached. Mayorga was taken into custody and charged with resisting an officer with violence, false imprisonment, and animal cruelty. What would influence influence this guy to bite the head off of a snake? I guess he must be a big fan of bat-head biter Ozzy Osbourne. This guy had to be on some serious drugs, though. I mean, whatever he took definitely was not snake oil. And then there's this. In a weekend filled with the typical set-twos, scraps and scrapes downtown, Capitol Area Police got a call out for the books when they received a report of loud thumping noises coming from an apartment on the east side of Reykjavik, Iceland. Officers arrived at the scene, knocked on the door, and they were met by the homeowner brandishing a meat hammer. Thankfully, the explanation for the Prurient pandemonium was gastronomic and perhaps a little tragicomic. It seems that the home chef had been hard at work that evening, vigorously pounding pork, tenderizing a fillet, that is, presumably in preparation for some delectable meals, like schnitzel, perhaps. Mystery solved. It wasn't a serious crime occurring in that apartment. Luckily, this man was just beating his meat. The guy was just pounding the pork, you know. Cops were just happy to see nothing was going on involving the pork sword. Or how about this? A Florida man upset over an airline's baggage fee was arrested at Orlando International Airport after he allegedly made a statement that there was a bomb on the plane. According to the arrest warrant, Danny Curry and his wife were at the airport and prepared to take a Spirit Airlines flight from Orlando to Pensacola. While 
Talking with an airline supervisor, Curry was upset over the airline's carry-on bag fees and allegedly mentioned that the plane would have to be deplaned because there was a bomb on board. I bet you everyone on that aircraft is going to deplane there's a bomb on that aircraft, Curry told the employee. Curry's wife stepped in and told the employee that her husband's statement was not true. Well, the employee called 911. You want me to say it again? Curry reported, she said, after the 911 call was made. Well, the FBI, the TSA, the police, the canines, the Greater Orlando Aviation Authority all responded to the gate and got everyone off the plane, searched the plane, checked all the luggage that was on the plane. There was no threat. The flight was allowed then to continue. Curry told the detective from the Orange County Sheriff's Office that what he said was, if there was a bomb on that plane. Well, the detective noted that the man was remorseful and did not realize the impact his statement would create. He was arrested and booked into jail on one count of report of bombing. The Spirit Airlines flight departed OIA and then landed in Pensacola about two hours late. Man, this guy got mad about Spirit charging him for baggage? He must not be a seasoned Spirit flyer because most people are used for them, use them for them charging you just the air that you breathe. Bomb threat, though, isn't that bad. I mean, after all, Spirit Airlines is used to way scarier things, you know, like the people on board every flight. And what about this? A 68-year-old man living in Wakiwa Springs, Florida, was arrested, accused of arming himself with a handgun and shooting it during a dispute with a landscaper working near his address that morning. Jeffrey Perlman, the landscaper, were on the opposite sides of a brick wall between Terra Oaks and Capuc Court when the dispute began with the landscaper on the Capuc Court side. Perlman allegedly drove his vehicle to the Capuc Court side where he confronted the landscaper and stated he would call the police. To this, the landscaper told Perlman to go ahead because he would be done before the officers arrived. Well, at this point, Perlman ran his vehicle uh, ran in, ran to his vehicle, then they returned with a handgun. The landscaper reported hearing a pop and a feeling of sand that hit his left leg. Perlman allegedly stated that the landscaper had threatened him with lawn clippers, though the report deputy noted here that Perlman disengaged from the dispute to retrieve a handgun from the vehicle about six to eight feet away from him, returned to the scene, discharged the firearm, and did not call law enforcement. Now, according to booking records, Perlman faces charges of firing a weapon in public or in res near residential property and aggravated assault with a deadly weapon without intent to kill. You should never pull a gun on a landscaper. I mean, after all, they do the dirty jobs that none of us want to do, you know, like trimming plenty of bush. I mean, this guy may have to pay a lot in fines, not to mention his landscaping bill just went through the roof. And you got to check this one out. While Canadians may be built for colder climates, it's still the law that they have to wear clothes. And one appears to have put that law to the test when he ran past a police station naked in British Columbia. According to the weather forecast, the temperature had heated up at that time of the man's afternoon jog at around 3.15 p.m. with a high of 19 degrees Fahrenheit hitting the town of Kamaloops. The man was recorded while he was going for his run on the car's dash cam. The video was eventually uploaded to social media later, but the man was quickly reported to the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Eventually, 
The officers were able to catch up with the man as he was passing by their department. Frontline officers located him as he ran past the North Shore Community Policing Detachment, the RCMP Corporal Crystal Evelyn told local media outlets. The man was then arrested and taken to a local hospital by paramedics for an assessment. He was arrested and placed inside a warm police vehicle, then transported to cells assessed by paramedics and taken to the hospital for assessment, Evelyn said. Running outside in Canada, naked, during the winter, sounds absolutely dreadful. I mean, can you imagine the shrinkage? Nobody wants to see a tiny shriveled member, especially the people of Canada, who already have to deal with Justin Trudeau every day. And you'll never believe this. Police in Brossard, Louisiana, are looking for a suspect in the theft of monkeys from a habitat at Zuiana. The individual was unfortunately successful in stealing 12 squirrel monkeys. The remaining squirrel monkeys have been carefully assessed, according to the post from Zuziana. Investigation into this incident is ongoing. Now, Police Chief Vance Oliver said, safety measures have been taken to secure the zoo and other animals. So we increased our patrols over there since they are reported that to us. And we've heightened our security with more patrols right now, just in an event they would try to make a second attempt. A squirrel monkey, by the way, is the size of a squirrel, so about a foot long, weighing about two pounds. If you keep them as a pet, they're known to be very destructive and aggressive. All other animals at the zoo have been accounted for, and there are no public safety concerns at this time. Now, if anybody sees something or knows something regarding this, we ask that you contact the Brazard Police Department so they can always contact Crime Stoppers as well, said Oliver. And these morons will get caught eventually. I mean, and then they'll regret not just staying home and spanking the monkey. You know, these guys really need to get their lives together. Seriously, they got to stop monkeying around. Okay, I got one more. A fingerprint on a Corona light beer bottle helped convict a 38-year-old man of robbery in South Jersey. Courtney Bell was convicted by a jury following the investigation that began the morning after officers from the Pemberton Borough Police Department and the troopers from the New Jersey State Police were called to the TD Bank on Elizabeth Street for a report of a robbery. Upon arrival, employees and customers indicated a man came into the bank wearing a hooded sweatshirt, bandana, sunglasses, and dirty sweat socks on his hand. He approached a teller with his hand in his pocket, pointing toward her, saying he had a gun. He threatened to start shooting the tellers unless they provided him with money. The investigation revealed that the bandit was given a few bundles of cash, which he dropped on the floor while attempting to exit the bank. As he was picking up the fallen currency, a Corona light beer bottle fell out of his pocket. He fled the bank with about 600 bucks. Investigators took the bottle to the New Jersey State Police Central Regional Laboratory, where forensic scientists were able to obtain a DNA sample that was ultimately matched with Bell. He was charged with bank robbery, and the warrant was served to him in the Burlington County Jail, where he's now awaiting trial for a separate offense. Yeah, a bottle of Corona light really did him dirty. Uh, usually it just gives you horrific hangovers. Now, the guy clearly made horrendous decisions, as evidenced by his choice in beer. Now, don't forget to rate and review the podcast with a five-star rating, because I pick five-star stupidity. If your review is stupid enough, I just might feature it on an upcoming episode. Don't forget, when you rate and review the podcast, it helps it to show up prominently in searches, and you know there are people out there searching somewhere for stupidity.
and desperately. Oh, and don't forget to share the podcast on your social media feeds. That way you're not accused of being stingy with your stupidity. And if you haven't already done so, make sure you click that little subscribe button. You don't want to miss any more stupid episodes. And you can avoid that annoying buffering that you get when you're in crappy cell or Wi-Fi coverage by just downloading all of the episodes. I recommend using the Podcast Addict app for optimum performance. It's free at your favorite app store. They also have two types of paid versions. And don't forget, you get this midweek bonus episode as well as the regular weekend episode every week. Of course, my weekend episode features Pancho Guerrero, my insane Florida nephew, where Pancho will also answer your questions with his sage wisdom. You can ask Pancho about anything and test your skill against Pancho with the weekly Insane Game Show. And if you download the Telegram Messenger app, you can also then join the Insane Eric Lane Stupid World channel. There you can read the articles from each episode's stupidity that I post every week and comment about what you've read. You can share the articles with your friends because they're not going to believe anybody can be that stupid. You can also post some comments or suggestions about the podcast as well. Get a preview and a link to download Telegram Messenger at t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. By the way, Telegram Messenger is free. They have it in desktop or mobile versions for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And don't forget to follow me on social media with Facebook or Twitter using the handle at Insane Eric Lane. Or just visit my website for all of this stuff at InsaneEricLane.com. And this week's verbal meme. Each year, someone earns the world record for the most amount of poops taken that year and doesn't even know they've won it. Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World is produced with the support from Mr. Laugh's Comedy, Ad Large Media, Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy Network, and the Pulse of Radio, United Stations Radio Network. Theme music, It's a Great Big Stupid World, is written and performed by Randy Stonehill. Copyright 1992, Stonehillian music, word music, Twitch and vibes music, and is available wherever you download music. The platform for the podcast is hosted by Anchor. Record your podcast as easy as talking on your phone. The editing and music library are all at your fingertips at anchor.fm. Download the app from your favorite app store. Hey, hey, hey.